All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're watching Leafs Morning Take with host Nick Alberga and former NHLer Jay Rosen. The show starts now. And away we go for the Tuesday edition of Least Morning Take presented by Botano. It's Nick Alberga and Jay Rosal. And Rosie, sorry to hear once again, you're playing under the weather today. How are you? I'm pukey tits in the shower this morning. I'm not very good, man. Darn flu bugs going around. Wait, can uh, your pukey tits in the shower? I've never heard that expression before. Hmm, interesting. It's pretty common. Uh, yeah. yeah, I just woke up not feeling good. Puked in the shower and just under the weather, man. I would never ever miss Leafs morning take well it's great to have you here with us today obviously a lot to uh, talk about on today's show we're gonna have Bruce Boudreau stop by in about uh, 20 minutes or so we're gonna get his thoughts his reaction you know watching that Montreal Colorado game on Monday I'm like man I would love to see the Leafs with that type of work ethic it's kind of fascinating that Montreal is a team in dire need of some superstar talent but they have the work ethic and it's like the Leafs are the other way around, you know, like how does Montreal beat Colorado? And it just, maybe it just speaks to this league that anybody can beat anybody on any given night. But uh, it, w- it was unfortunate to watch the Montreal Canadiens play with so much pride on Monday. Yeah, for sure. That's the thing, man, that hard work and talent and how they mix together and what makes a good team. And yeah, I was looking at the same thing. I looked up and it was a tie game in the in the third period. And I was just like, you know, our team should be able to do that every every single time and hang in there with them if they have the right mindset. And I think they're just still working on that, man. They're definitely, hopefully, still working on that because they don't got it right now. 
Man, it, it really is mind-numbing that we're a year and a half into this project and how many times have we we questioned the heart or, you know, the desperation of this organization and of this team. Like, it's, it's concerning to me. It really is. For a team that prides itself on, you know, being a serious contender for the Stanley Cup, it just feels like they're so far away from that right now and have been for a long period of time. Like, it's one thing to say something. It's another to actually go out there and fulfill. Like, I... I put out a piece today on the LeafsNation.com sort of highlighting how th- this is the time for the big boys. Like, you want the money? It's time to go prove it. It's time. You know, I'm so tired of these guys coming out in the media and saying, we got to do this. We got to be better, blah, blah, blah. You got to do it now. Like, you, you've got to go out there and fulfill that promise. And to this point, over the last X amount of years, we just haven't seen it from these guys when it matters most. Like, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I was going over the show yesterday. You had a lot of great clips. You were fired up as per usual. But, like, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like when the going gets tough, this team is nowhere to be found. And it's so unfortunate. It really is when you stack them up against some of the upper echelon teams in the league right now. I know. And that, uh, that did just kind of come to me while I was, you know, I'm thinking as I'm talking half the time and it is that way. Like when the going gets tough, these guys don't rise to the top. That's been their Achilles heel, right? When, when a team starts to come back on them, you know, they're playing, you know, they can get up three nothing on the Colorado Avalanche, but when the Colorado Avalanche, who are the Colorado Avalanche, put the hammer down and they make it three two, the going's getting tough. And guess what? You can almost bet on the Leafs to do give it right back to them and just not do enough to take control of the game. And where that stems from, I, I don't know. And I think it's a collective thing. I certainly think it's a mindset of, uh, you know, preparation and understanding and being winners and guys taking the bull by the horns kind of thing. And you have everyone who's trying to do that. You'll pull through that. But when everyone's looking at the other guy to to see if they do it and I've played on that team before. And when things are going bad, especially at home, you can feel it. You're like, Oh, yeah. and you can feel the crowd. You can feel people leaving the barn. The media comes running in. They've got all their little, sorry, I have to ask this type of questions it's not fun. And and when the going gets tough, I feel that on that in, you know, watching the games and I sense that that's happening on the bench. They're like, Oh, and it's like, instead of like bearing down and, and getting it done, they have the talent and the resources to get it done. And they just, they just can't seem to find it. And I, I hate beating the dead horse, man, because I don't, I didn't want to come on and do this show being the negative guy and bashing them all the time. I wanted to be yeah. positive and, and show that, you know, this team needs support and everything, but when it's just groundhog day every day, and it's more of the same, every time they get into a position where it could go one way or the other, it just goes the way you don't want it to. And it's becoming frustrating. There's no doubt. Yeah. Frustrating is an understatement. So I guess in essence, what you're telling me, this is the best thing possible for this team to go on a four game road trip right now, right? Like stay away from home ice. They they tend to play better on the road anyways. I don't know. Well, we know what it is, but they tend to be better on the road. Like uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they have a successful road trip here. Maybe this is the best for them to get away from things. Like I, I think five of the next six are away from Scotiabank arena. Yeah. Um, like their schedule's not easy. It's not like they're doing that West coast swing, hitting up Anaheim and uh, yeah. San Jose, but um, getting out of town, getting on the plane, getting in the hotel, getting out to dinners, you know, you yeah. can find a bit of a gel sometimes that way. And sometimes just changing anything can uh, change things up. I think that's Keefe's uh, MO, judging on how anytime things get wrong, he just throws the the lines in a blender and you got Holmberg and all these guys on the top line. It's just like you don't even know what these lines are. And he's going back to that, which 
we talked about yesterday is just kind of desperation, but he's, yeah. he's only got so much he can do as a coach. Right. So it's kind of understandable, but we are, are hoping that getting on the road, getting a change of scenery will help them out, but they've got a tall task here tonight against uh, the red hot Edmonton Oilers. 10 in a row. The Edmonton Oilers have won. Uh, it is a very, very tall order. The way Connor McDavid is playing right now, Leon dry settle, uh, Stuart Skinner has been locked in, in between the pipes, but a really, really big measuring stick game for the Leafs. And you talked about it on Monday, the Leafs are playing with hope and, I guess we're doing this show with hope that the Leafs are going to find their way here, eh? That's the plan, man. You just, you never know. They can come out and they can, they can just do it and they can demoralize another team to the point where they shut (laughs) it down and you get a convincing win and it's fantastic. But, uh, you know, as of late, they have not put any puzzle pieces together. It has been a bunch of individuals out there and they're looking for that team chemistry. There's no doubt about it. Um, You know, I've always kind of, thought of the Oilers similarly to the Leafs you know they're in a big market expectations are high every year the fan base is like could this be our year and they just seem to let them down all the time even though they have huge firepower and and fantastically talented players and it's just been years and years and years of not getting it done and I see a lot of similarities in there a lot of the times defense and goaltending are what's letting them down so a lot of similarities in there, but uh, I, I just think it's a must-see game. You want to see Austin Matthews and Marner kind of up against, uh, you know, Dreisaitl and McDavid and see what that matchup looks like, see whose goaltender stands up and see who's making the least amount of, uh, of uh, mistakes on the defensive end. And I just can't believe this team is a franchise record with 10 straight wins when you think about the goddamn... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, dynasties that they had in the eighties. How have they not won 10 in a row? I mean, I, it's a, it, I cannot, I thought that was a typo, man. I could not believe it, but uh, good for them. They have figured their shit out after a horrendous start and they're red hot. Well, it's an easy answer to that. Um, not to, you know, discredit what you're saying, but obviously there were ties back in the day. They're not anymore. Every game has got a winner. So that certainly helps with Edmonton's perspective. But yeah, they, they are on fire. So big time measuring stick game here for this Maple Leaf squad at the Leafs Nation 4-1 on YouTube. If you're watching right now, please subscribe and are not subscribed. Please subscribe at the Leafs Nation 4-1. Leafs Morning Take, wherever you find your podcast will pop up. Make sure to leave us a review five-star rating and uh, we're feeling great about life right now brought to you by DoorDash it's time for the appetizer for a limited time our listeners can get 25% off up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code nation 25 that's code nation 25 in uppercase for 25% off your first order with DoorDash offer valid in Canada subject to change terms apply and we referenced on Monday's podcast that it's the official midway point of the regular season for the Maple Leafs. They're 21, 12, and 8, 50 points. They're currently, I believe, around 11th overall in the NHL. We, we need Professor Rosie back in the mix. What would you grade the Maple Leafs at the midway mark here? Um, I'd give them a C plus. C plus. C plus. C plus. Get degrees. Um. They've shown flashes of of being very solid, and you got to remember that they've gone through this goaltender problem. And, I mean, who would have thought that at the beginning of the year, you know, Joseph Wool is going to be, like, your savior number one guy. Like, you thought it was going to be Sammy. What happened with Murray last year? I mean, it's just goaltending woes, you know, left, right, and center. Then Wool goes down. And what what do we got to do? We got to go to this guy that we just got on a whim, on a flyer, who – 
We are smart enough to protect him through waivers. And then he comes in and like, I don't think people appreciate how big a trouble we'd be in if Marty Jones didn't come in and do what he's done, but he's stepped in there. And I mean, that's a positive thing. Um, It looks like as of that last road trip and home and home with San Jose, we've kind of looks like we turned a page on fixing what we do against those lower level teams. Um, I understand you just blew a lead to Colorado and you lose on Long Island and it's not great right yeah. now, but overall, I think that C plus is, uh, is where they're at middle of the pack kind of thing in the league. And is that what we expect? Is that the expectations? No. Is it, are we being hard on them for being a C plus? Yes. And rightfully so. If again, if they were rebuilding and had all these young prospects coming in the lineup and trying to learn and, didn't have a goalie and blah, 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 then yeah, you, you got to expect to be middle of the pack, but this is the time to shine and they're not doing it. So I uh, see C plus is where I'm at. I can't give them any more than that, but I'm not going to dog them either. It's a tough league to play in. I'm going to go with C just because expectations were sky high. And the fact that they're nowhere around some of the better teams in this league is scary to me, considering some of those teams don't have the star power that Maple Leafs have. Like I, I think this season has been a massive disappointment. I know I always say regular season does not matter. I still feel that way, but it's more so about progression. Do I, do I feel at all like this team is any different than the team that went out against the Florida Panthers? No, I don't. They still lose those shit games. They lose to the terrible teams. They play when they want. Like the mentality hasn't flipped. It hasn't changed. It's the same team. There's some new players and and that's how I feel about them. I think they're a work in progress, which is scary to say with 41 left and the postseason's just around the corner. Next thing you know. Yeah, I agree with you. It's uh, the expectations are just higher than what they're doing. And, uh, you know, they have flashes of, of being the team we want to see. And you just want to see that consistently. And they have such a problem with consistency uh, it's like Jekyll and Hyde from their best to their worst, I think has got one of the biggest disparities in the whole league. Um, you know, up there with like Edmonton and whatnot, the Edmonton's best and Edmonton's worst is just so far on the opposite sides of the spectrum that it's, it's hard to believe really. And the, the Maple Leafs aren't, uh, aren't any different, more reason why I, I want to watch this game. And just, I have no idea what's going to happen. I can't wait to see who takes control, who's got it. Um, it'll be interesting, but yeah, they're not up to snuff. It's not acceptable. The expectations are high. And I don't think that that's unfair. Usually I think it's kind of unfair in this market, the way yeah. the, the fans treat them and the expectation. You can't even lose one game or they're booing. You know, it's not fair. But at this point in time in their, in their, in their growth and, and where the team is at with their stars and their contracts and, and everybody's ceiling, I mean, the expectations were certainly higher than this. If you were to go back four years and say, okay, let's flash forward to this. Here's our roster. Here's the guys who have come up and we signed this guy, blah, blah, blah. You'd be like, holy smokes, we are making a run boys. And like you said, we're not even close at uh, the 41 game mark. And they're in a precarious position. I mean, first and foremost, go look at the standings, but like two, like this is a pretty tough Western road trip. As you mentioned, they got Calgary, they got Edmonton, they got Vancouver who's top in the league. They got Seattle who's red hot. And I think we're going to learn a lot about this team, but would you be stunned at all if they rock through Western Canada and play well? Like that's what this team does, but it also shows you like they're teetering and how many times are you going to respond before you just don't respond like that? That's my wonder with this team. Like, is there going to be a point in time where they hit a wall and they can't push through? Cause I, I think they deserve credit. They've pushed through a lot of adversity this season, but will there be a point in time where they just can't do it anymore? You know? 
Yeah, yet to be seen, man. Again, I don't know what to expect out of this team. It's uh, it's up and down, and I don't know what to expect. They could absolutely go on this West Coast rip, this Northwest Coast rip, and and yeah. tear it up and have it all. And everyone's going to be celebrating, and we're going to be saying well, they've found it, they've got it. And I want to say that because if they are playing good, I want to believe that they, you know, teams find things and figure out you know, what works and they ride that and and they holster it sometimes and they harness it. So it's not a, impossible for this to happen, but um, it could go the other way too. They could have a skid, a disaster where, you know, they get an ugly, ugly loss in say Calgary. And then they go to Vancouver and they're like, Oh God, we got to face the Canucks now who are, you know, firing on a lot of cylinders this year when they're playing well. And it's, it's not easy. So it could go either way. I don't know. I'm not going to say, yeah, you bet. This is tailor made for the Maple Leafs. This is what's going to happen. I don't have a clue, man. They're, they're very difficult to judge. And again, it goes to their, I think their preparation and their mindset, how you approach a game collectively as a team, um, means a lot on on what happens on the ice and whatever they're doing in that room together it's not the professional grade of a stanley cup champion and i can't claim that i'm one of those but i guarantee you a guy that has won the stanley cup would go into that room and play with them for a couple weeks and say this this isn't this isn't how it's done this isn't how it looks this is this is really individual type of hockey and these guys don't don't play together and they don't have that that ability to come together and say enough and take control of a game. They do it individually, which is nice. Sometimes they're very, very talented players on there. And one guy can go make the difference any night, but collectively, I I just don't see it right now. All I would say is go back and uh, watch our interviews with Luke Shen and Ryan O'Reilly. And uh, there's your answer. I mean, the fact that there is no answer is uh, the proofs in the pudding from that respect. You notice thinking about the other day too, where's Ryan Reeves? Like two weeks ago, man, he was like really, really close to returning to the lineup. He was practicing and now nothing. Uh, it's a really, really weird situation considering, you know, the way it ended, the way he got hurt. But it's been very quiet on the Reefs front. Yeah, I think he's just scratched, man. Um, no, but I think he's still injured, like technically injured. They haven't said anything about this guy being even being an option to play. I know. Well, why would they if they have absolutely no intent to play him? You've been skating on your own, doing rehab, bag skating after practice, blah, blah, blah. Like like you do when you're injured. That's also what you do when you're scratched. I think yeah. he just keeps going, you know, status quo. And he's probably sitting there going like, I'm good to play. And they're like, yeah, you know, stay patient. You'll get <laughs> yeah, you in good. there, Evo. And, you know, we got uh, lots of guys coming up and guys are playing well. You got Holmberg, McMahon, um, you know, Bobby Robertson are, uh, are they're scoring and playing a little well. And they'll, they're going to try to dig them in there. But uh I don't think they have plans to throw him in there right now, which is why he's kind of gone on the uh, on the back burner. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the feel I got when it comes to him is like, what you know, what's going on? Are they going to insert him back? Like, there's a lot of question marks surrounding that situation right now, Rosie, isn't there? Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with him. I, I don't. I don't claim to think that he's the savior to come in and change everything. Um, I think potentially there's a place for him if he can skate well and, and keep the puck out of his own net. But he had trouble doing that this year. And I just, I just think they got more problems going on than needing to get Ryan Reeves in the lineup right now. I just don't think it's, uh, it's coming up right away. But um, you go and play some tougher teams, and you think you need some jam, and you need someone to, uh, you know, mix it up and and change the momentum flow of the game. That guy can go out there and do it. So if they feel like they need that sometime in the future, and they got a spot open, they'll they'll give him another shot. But yeah, like I said, right now he's just on the back burner. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. A lot of questions surrounding this Maple Leafs team right now. The following interview is brought to you by our friends over at Battlegrounds. Axe Throwing Unlock the Ultimate Birthday Party Team Building Event or have a great night with your significant other to find a location and book an outing today, go to battlegrounds.com. That's B-A-T-L grounds.com, battlegrounds.com. As you bring in today's guest, the one and only Bruce Boudreau. Gabby, uh, thank you so much for doing this. I guess I could say a happy new year. How was the Spangler Cup, bud? No, it was a great experience. I wouldn't have changed it for anything. Well, maybe a head coaching job in the NHL might have changed it, but I mean, um, just to be able to to uh, be part of Team Canada, and which is something I've always wanted to do, whether it was a player or a coach, uh, it was very special. I mean, uh, it's been a long time since I've been over in Europe. So I think 84, when I was in Germany, well, I was there for a year, but uh, a lot has changed since then. And uh, But it was a tremendous experience. And anytime you meet new people and good people, it's it's always good. Well, great to see that face, and uh, thanks so much for representing our country the way you did, my man. Uh, let's let's turn our focus now to the Maple Leafs conversation. Obviously, why you're here. Uh, I mean, we're we're giving away midway grade marks. Uh, what what grade would you give the Leafs at the midway point of the regular season, Gabby? Well, from what the expectations were and to what they've done, I'd, I'd give them a C. Um, I think they, you know, when you look at regulation wins and you look at how. Uh, you know, where they are right now. I mean, they're three points out of a playoff spot, I think. Uh, and it's, uh, uh, we expect uh, uh, maybe overly too much when you're in Torontonian and, and a Toronto fan, you expect too too much from them right now. But I, I just think that the, they're, when they, uh, they're, they're just, they're above ground and, and they, they've got a really, tough schedule. I mean, I think they've got the toughest schedule remaining in the NHL. So, I mean, uh, 
what was used to be, okay, let's go out there and play. We win. We know we're going to be in the playoffs. That's all that matters. Now the question is, I mean, they lose tonight and a couple teams win. I mean, now all of a sudden it's going into the all-star break. I mean, because I think they play Vancouver and then they play Seattle and, and Calgary. All teams in the West playing really well. So who knows what's going to happen, and especially with their uh, their goaltending is sort of up in the air. I mean, it's the unknown of what you're getting day to day. Uh, I'm a little worried about it. I still have a lot of confidence that they're going to get there, but uh, uh, it's not like other years where these are guaranteeds and let's start talking about the playoffs now. Yeah, Bruce, I was going to ask you with your – you know, expertise, you could call it in coaching in the NHL. If you're Sheldon Keefe right now and you see what's going on with the games, I mean, blown leads and, you know, not as much lately, but losses to these lower level teams. To us, we've talked about preparation and mindset going into certain games. If you're the coach. If you're Sheldon Keefe, what's what's your next play on trying to get more out of this team and getting them to play together when the going gets tough? Well, I mean, I, I think um, we're overestimating their talent. The one thing, I mean, uh, uh, they the, the NHL is tough. I, I don't think their defense is extremely great right now. And, I mean, it's aging. Uh, it's uh, uh, other than Morgan Riley uh, on the back end. I mean, uh, all the other guys are susceptible, I think. Uh, their goaltending is questionable. Uh, they're top two lines have, uh, are, are really good. They've got, they've got some of the greatest forwards in the game today. Um, but I mean, I think what, uh, Domi's got four goals, uh, Bertuzzi's been, um, not as advertised. Uh, Ryan Reeves has been, uh, sort of nondescript. If you ask me, I mean, uh, uh, game one, he was a force, uh, of the year, but that's game one. Uh, other than that, uh, uh, you know, when you're fourth line, I mean, when you're minus 10 and above, I mean, you can't win at that rate. I mean, uh, Jay, everybody, you know, every coach you've ever had said, listen, uh, if if you've got to be even, uh, even is great, you know, but if you can't, we can't put you on the ice if you're going to be a minus player and uh, especially on the road. So it's uh, uh, they've got to get that that fixed too. So, I mean, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not sure that they're not playing as hard as the, the, I think they're playing as hard as they can. I just don't think they're as good as people in Toronto and Toronto Maple Leaf fans think they are. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, and, and maybe that's just it. We have uh, unfair expectations, but I, I think this all stems to the core four. So Nylander signs the extension uh, first and foremost, what did you make of that? Because I thought it was kind of interesting and curious over the weekend that Sheldon Keefe chose to call out and single out uh, Willie Nylander. I'm not sure if you caught that. Well, I didn't catch it, but I mean, uh, um, I, I think that's, I don't think that's coincidental. <laughs> I mean <laughs> that, you know, he, all he did was praise him all year, you know, I mean, you've heard nothing but praise for, from Nylander from game one till what you're telling me right now. Uh, but now he signs the big deal and he doesn't get a couple points. We're looking to blame somebody. And uh, I don't know if that's the right, the right call uh, at that point. I, uh, I mean, I, w- I don't think I would have made that call, but Sheldon's obviously pushed the right buttons whenever he's needed to. So, I mean, uh, he knows the players. The one thing 
coach knows the players better than anybody else, better than the GM, better than uh, anybody else. He's in there in the fight every day with them. So he knows what or should know what, what, what buttons to push to get the, the best out of these guys. And if he thought that he had to do that for William, maybe William needed a little bit of a, a jump start. Maybe he got a little cocky knowing he's got this year and eight more coming with him. Like, I mean, he's there for life, whether he likes it or not. You're bound to get a bit complacent too when you sign for that type of money, but obviously plenty of time to turn it around if you're willing Elander after the last couple of games. But uh, I talked about the extension. Uh, did you have any any problems with it? Like, the, did it make a lot of sense in your world? Well, I mean, the only way it wouldn't have made sense is if we trade them, are we going to get equal value? And very rarely when you trade out of necessity, you very rarely get equal value. Like, uh, I mean, uh, the last trade I saw um, was the one last week with Philadelphia and the Islanders or the Anaheim Ducks that looked like, hey, you know what? That's a trade that's good for both teams. It's a good hockey trade and everything else. But very rarely do you get that, especially at the trade deadline. You see great players going um, for next to nothing. I mean, Bo Horvat would have been in the same uh, Nylander kind of situation this time last year, and he got – they got Beauvillier, who they traded. They got this uh, Ratty, who's a minor league guy. And uh, uh, they ended up getting a first-round pick, which they traded for Heronic, which has done really good. But So it's Heronic, basically, for Bo Horvat. And, uh, you know, and that was a, a lucky move, I think, by Vancouver, because they didn't expect it to be that good. But so rarely do you get the equality in a trade. Uh, when you make those trades. So I would have signed him because he's that good. He's a 100-point guy, a 40-goal guy. And when teams need to find other ways to get money, they find other ways to get money. That's all I've uh, seen over the years. Bruce, do you think this team's uh, problem, if they for what they've struggled for, you know, is just having too many eggs in the in the top, uh, the core four basket. I mean, I, right now I'm looking at the the Winnipeg Jets, and they're just a pistol right now, right there, top of the league. And I mean, their their money is spread out so much more evenly than than the Toronto Maple Leafs. Have they handcuffed themselves with you know giving too much to these guys, leaving everything else too thin? Is that what's exposing them all the time? Well, I mean, I think in recent years it has been. Um... I mean, but they've got those players. They were lucky enough to get Marner on the in the draft and Matthews in the draft. Uh, I mean, they tried to get Stamkos. If they had got Stamkos, they wouldn't have got Tavares, I don't think. But, I mean, hmm. Nylander in the draft. I mean, they, they did a great job picking these guys, and they want to keep them. I mean, it's yeah. – uh, uh, unfortunately, they're all forwards. I mean, I think you'd, they would love to have a little more balance and uh, on the back end and the goaltending and the forwards. But right now it's, it's the forwards that are great. So what do you do is you have to build your team around offense and not defense. And even though they were very good defensively last year, um, uh, that's what they're doing. And so, I mean, uh, to me, they have to outscore the opponents if they want to win games. I mean, watching that Detroit game, I counted six odd man rushes in the first two periods. And, uh, uh, you can't win if you're going to allow those kind of odd man rushes all the time. 
It's very glaring, certainly with this team, the last sort of while. I want to get your thoughts as well on, on the goaltending situation. Like, it's pretty crazy. We're sitting here on January 16th, and I guess Martin Jones is the number one. There's not much clarity on Joseph Wall and uh, Ilya Samsonov. Like, I, it's got to be a bigger, bigger sample size for me to have any trust in this guy moving forward. But how do you uh, view the uh, crease situation right now, Gabby? Well, I mean, uh, it's it's up in the air. Like, I mean, William... Yeah. Uh, uh, Marty Jones is a, a tremendous number three, but that's what they signed him as a number three. And I mean, uh, he's bounced around a lot. And when you get that opportunity, like he did, he came and he did really well. Now let's, let's, you know, be honest about it. It was Anaheim and San Jose twice. So, I mean, you can make your bones I and mean, two couple shutouts or, or what have you. Um, Samson off, I thought played really well made a great save with four minutes to go to keep the game tied um but again small sample size even though he was really good last year maybe this was an eye opener and maybe he comes back to form but again we're guessing we don't know uh uh, joseph wall i mean uh i agree with you nick i mean uh where uh we haven't heard too much about his um his health right now and 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 if it's a high ankle sprain, as Rosie, you know, can take forever to come yeah. back from. And especially goaltenders who need that push off on, on the ankle. But I don't even know if he's skating as yet. If he's not skating, he's still two weeks away, I would think. So uh, with this schedule and everything, I think uh, the Leafs are going to have to change the way they play and, and uh, really button it down defensively. Bruce, what is your prediction on this uh, this Northwest swing they're on here? I, I don't have a clue what they're going to show up with. What, what do you see? What's your prediction? Well, I don't know either. Um, they're playing all the teams they're playing are playing really well. And is it four or five games they're playing? Going four. Four. So, yeah. and the, it starts in Edmonton, and then it go, does it go to Vancouver, Seattle, and then come back home against winnipeg or calgary is that so they got edmonton they got edmonton uh tuesday calgary thursday then the vancouver saturday seattle on the back-to-back they come home to play winnipeg and then they visit winnipeg for some reason five and six yeah their next six games uh are so vital i think and if they if they could come away three and three to me would be okay i mean they they'd kept their heads above water um and i think it it also uh, would be a jump start to to make them think, hey, you know what? We're we're almost fifty games in. We better we better kick it into gear now. And I think they can. I think they've I've seen them do it. We've all seen them do it. But I mean, it is uh, it, it's unlike the last few years where they've been guaranteed spots and they've been looking at can I catch first place rather than now I'm three points out of a playoff spot with teams coming up. They're teetering. Like it, it feels that way. And I think obviously you bring the unique perspective of all your, your, your accomplishments and coaching in this league. And I'd love you to, to, to take, you know, peel back the curtain. Like what, what do you think is going through the mind of Sheldon Keefe right now? Cause I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, he, he, some of the acts he's been doing, he seems very, very desperate. Like he's just searching for answers and I'm not sure he's getting those answers. Like, what do you think is happening behind the scenes and how he's feeling game by game here? I, I, I really don't know. I mean, but I would say this, that 
it probably as a head coach um, in the regular season, this is his first true adversity. I mean, uh, uh, he sailed through it pretty well, making either second or third place in uh, the division since since as soon as he got there, he, I think he went on an eight-game winning streak when when he took over for Babcock, and he's never looked back. So, I mean, this is the first sense of uh, a little bit of adversity, and and uh, you know, it's probably a little more nerve-wracking than he would be normally. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's undoubtedly gets a little uh, more excited, uh, a little quicker these days. And and if you know, and I know you know the Toronto media very well. <laughs> I mean. Uh, they want to take advantage of every little negativity that they can see. So he's just got to stay the course to me, do what he does, know what works and block out the white noise. Bruce, there's some people that just say, you know, all the regular season doesn't matter. They've had 117 point seasons and it doesn't matter what they do here. It's the playoffs that matters. But what's your take on that? Because I've never seen a team and I've never... (laughs) you thought a strategy was good to say, ah, screw it. Don't worry about what we're doing now. Let's just turn it on in the playoffs. I find that to be insane. Yeah, me too. I mean, I I really get mad at everybody that doesn't give the regular season enough credit. There's 32 teams in the NHL and only 16 of them make the playoffs. So half the teams in the league don't make the playoffs. This is, and you could make a, a, a really good, um, argument that 23 teams are capable of being in the playoffs. So, I mean, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's tough. The grind is so tough for six months to stay focused. And that's why, you know, Wayne Gretzky's always said, like there's so many different stages in the season. You got the preseason, the regular season, after the all-star break, after the trade deadline and playoffs, and every one of them gets ramped up to a certain degree. And you play better. And uh, like uh, watching the, I know I'm uh, going on a little bit of a tangent here, but I mean, uh, watching the playoffs yesterday in, in the NFL, you're seeing the difference between a regular season playoff, uh, regular season football game and playoffs. These guys are doing, and more people are getting hurt because they're paying the price. And that's what ramps up in the playoffs. But make no bones about it, the regular season is not only important, it's vital. And uh, uh, I, I just think if you let up and you think that this is this is an easy thing, you know, we're there and we're there, the next thing you know, you find you're out of the playoffs. And uh, uh, that would be devastating to this organization. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, Rosie is referencing me because I say it on a daily basis, the regular season doesn't matter. And maybe it's my standard for this team has been, oh, they should get into the playoffs, no problem. But I get what you're saying. I always say it's all about progress and I'm not seeing it from this team right now. Uh, Before we let you go, uh, were you surprised how viral your clip about Quinn Hughes went about somebody in the Canucks organization uh, vouching for Hughes to play center? Did you you see how crazy it went on social media? I sort of did. I mean, I heard all about it. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't get away from it. And the whole point was, I was trying to say how Quinn Hughes is a good bet to win the Norris this year and how good he was. So when I got that suggestion, um, I, I could see the, the quality in Quinn and I just said no, but I, uh, you know what though? All coaches, I want to emphasize this because people made a big point out of it. Uh, all coaches get um, 
uh, suggestions from people in the organization all the time, all the time. And we either, um, we either agree with it or we don't agree with it. And we still do what we're supposed to do or what we're, what we're allowed to do. I mean, I've had so many suggestions from every team, whether to, uh, when I was in Anaheim, they wanted uh, Nick Ritchie to play in with Ryan Getzlaff. And so we put him up there with Ryan Getzlaff and, and they'd want, uh, there'd be suggestions all over the place. And it wasn't that I didn't think Quinn Hughes wouldn't be a great center like his brother, Jack, very similar. I just thought he was a great defenseman and I wouldn't, wouldn't do that. So I didn't think anything of it. Uh, but now I know how things go viral and, um, and I'll probably stay away from any of those controversies for the next little while. You're a, a viral sensation, my friend. And uh, if I were Sheldon Keefe, I would try to make Ilya Samsonov a, a right-handed shooting defenseman. That's my play here. Okay. Mm, and that's why you're not <laughs> never going to coach. You just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> thank you, Gabby. At least I'm a, a pretty decent podcast host, I think. Uh, thank you so much for your time today. Again, uh, great to see you. And uh, we'll talk soon, okay? Okay, sounds good. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bruce. Oh, I love that, man. That's uh, that's Bruce Boudreau. Uh, always very, very thankful of his time here on the show and just some great insight. Um, and, and that went viral, Rosie, over the weekend. Uh, just, uh, you know, something he let off from uh, his time in Vancouver. And I think that's a good point that he brought up. Like, I, I think we're only privy to like 10% of like conversations and situations that actually happen, I think. Like, I think a lot happens behind the scenes. And uh, to, to, to peel back that curtain the way he did over the weekend on NHL Network, and it got a lot of play. I think he understands how viral it went now. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear it, but anytime yeah. you're able to peel back the curtain from a guy in the know like Bruce, who's been there and done that, people listen, right? I mean, everyone kind of guesses what's going on behind the scenes and assumes they know what it's like to be in a locker room and be up in the offices and have the meetings with the GM and come up with your strategies and, you know, roll the ball around at some meetings on who should go where and what we should do with this guy. And nobody knows what it's like unless you've been there. So yeah. to, to hear something from him, I would take it uh, seriously. And, and uh, he knows more than a lot of people out there and uh, it's fun to get their perspective on things. And sometimes they say things that uh, people don't quite understand or take the wrong way or didn't realize. And, and it goes off like it did there. So uh, all good, no harm done. It's uh, it's good getting his uh, perspective. Yeah, and Gabby told me to go fucking uh, stuff it, which uh, I appreciate. And uh, we talked about things going viral. Uh, Our Craig Berube interviews getting play on social the last couple of days. It's like circling back. People are grabbing grabbing clips from it. They're not sourcing us. So uh, I've been telling people where to find the interview, I guess. Ah, Cool, cool, cool. Bring them over. Bring them by. Lots of room. Don't crowd. Room for everybody. <laughs> Lots of room on the bandwagon at the Least Nation 401. Shots on gold, GAA, PPG can make or break your week, but don't overlook BPMM Wendy's Bacon Portobello Mushroom Melt. Sounds fantastic right now, by the way. Sure, it may not help you win weekly prizes with Wendy's and Daily Faceoff Fantasy, but unlike your predictions, it never disappoints. So try your luck, but don't push it because the Bacon Portobello Mushroom Melt is only back for a limited time, and if you miss it, you won't get a, get a second chance. Sign up for Daily Faceoff today, sponsored by Wendy's and the Wendy's app. So it's the Leafs and the Oilers, the first of four on the road trip. And uh, obviously, it's so easy to get excited for a Matthews-McDavid matchup. The Oilers are buzzing right now, Rosie. Ten straight wins for them. Yeah, they sure are. This is kind of a must-watch for me. I uh, yeah. Just with the timing of both teams and where they're at and... 
I mean, if things continued, the Leafs will get shelled, but I don't, uh, I'm not betting on that by any stretch. I'm, I'm thinking these guys are going to dig in. I'm thinking they know their opponent. It's kind of nice sometimes when you play someone you don't play all the time. Cause you're like, Oh yeah. And you kind of, you do a little extra prep. You're reading the stat pack. You're watching some video with the team. Oh yeah. This guy does that on the power play. And you kind of, you're kind of refreshed and you're a little bit, you're forced to kind of be a little bit more focused on, on a team that you don't see very often. So I'm, I'm excited for this one. Um, I put money on the Leafs. It's not very often you get them at plus money. They're always juiced. So, uh, I put some money on the money line and, uh, I'm going to be pulling for them. I want to see an Austin Matthews showdown. I want to see William Nylander step up and show that that contract is, uh, is, is going to be worthwhile and we'll see what McDavid and Dryside will do. They're always fun watching those two boys. Yeah. It has that big game feel to it. Doesn't it? Not, not, not just the matchup, but I, I think the moment for the Toronto Maple Leafs, they're teetering. As mentioned, they've dropped three in a row. Then you look conversely at Edmonton. They've won 10 straight games. Uh, it's going to be nationally on, on TV. I mean, it, the script writes itself. And I, I just think it's unfortunate that we tee this game up and preview it and, and just have no clue what Maple Leafs team is going to show up. It's, it's downright concerning that we're midway through a season. This team has zero identity. Like that's, if there's one thing I wonder about in the second half of the season, can they find an identity? You know, I always like to pull, pull it back to like the Florida Panthers Keith Kachuk calls him out last uh, last year before their game in Toronto. They go down 2 nothing in that game. They storm back, and they go on a run. I want to have that feeling with the Maple Leafs, and unfortunately, I just don't have it right now, Rosie. Maybe after this road trip, I will. Having said that, uh, this time last week, I was uh, feeling very positive about this team. I came on this podcast, said maybe they're turning a corner here, and, and now they've resorted back to the same old shit, unfortunately. Yeah, they have. All we can do is wait, watch this road trip, see if there's anything different, man. But uh, that's all you can do. It's up to these guys right now. I just got my fingers crossed. It's all I can do. So I guess uh, Julian Breezeball, the GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning, was just talking and he was asked about the prospects of trading Steven Stamkos to the deadline. He profoundly said no. Um, I, don't, I don't believe anything GMs say, but like I, I, it's obviously very unlikely. But uh, if you're hoping for Steven Stamkos to be a Toronto Maple Leaf at the deadline, I'm not sure it's going to happen. Yeah. Wishful thinking, man. I don't yeah, know. I don't I see know. why they'd unload him. I don't know why they didn't talk to him in the summertime about an extension. It's weird for a guy that's done what what he has to that organization since he was drafted back in that what oh seven, oh eight, something like that. Um yeah. yeah, not smart to me, but uh I don't have my fingers crossed for him. Uh, we got the guys in the room that we've got and uh when trade deadlines comes, we'll see what that is and what it brings and if it changes. But right now these guys gotta work on, like you said, finding an identity and an understanding of what they are. And I don't think they have a clue right now. Zero. Uh, the Botano wrap up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now 19 plus. Please play responsibly. You highlighted your play. Um, I, I'm going to sledgehammer the Maple Leafs. I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling. I hope I'm right on this one. I like the plus money, as you mentioned. So I like the Leafs in this game. I think Nylander scores a goal. And I think the Leafs come up with a big time effort. Um, I think if you're, you're looking to get crazy. Maybe you take the Leafs on the puck line. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if they won by more than one goal. We'll put it that way. Like, I, I feel pretty good about this team. And I, I, this is what they do, right? When, when you count them out, they wake up, man. Like, I, I saw an article today, and granted, it was probably a troll job, but the, uh, the fellows and everybody over at Oilers Nation questioning if the Leafs were good enough to be buyers at the trade deadline. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. They have more points than the Oilers. But I, I think it was a bit of a troll job. I think it just shows you on a weekly basis how quickly the conversation and narrative can change around this team. So again, 
massive four games, a big one against Edmonton. Uh, I need a statement effort from this team, Rosie. Yeah, that'd be nice. We're looking for that. Uh, yeah, these guys, I mean, it, it just shows where they're at and right now. They're middle of the pack. They're out of a playoff spot. It's not where you expected them to be. You wanted them to be, you know, four or five point lead in their division. You know, that's what the expectations were and the hopes were. And it, it's not gone that way. So they need to figure out who they are and they need to do it uh, starting tonight. By the way, not much in terms of a lineup as we wrap here uh, because they're out in Alberta and, and the time difference, of course, as you know, Rosie. So, uh, I mean, the expectation, it's going to be Martin Jones against Stuart Skinner. So looking forward to that game and also looking forward to tomorrow's show for a full recap. Rosie and uh, former Maple Leaf Matt Stajan is going to drop yeah. by too. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Stage, good man, good guy. Went on, uh, had some good years with uh, Calgary as well. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I haven't seen that guy in quite a while. It'll be great to have him and hear his perspective. You guys played together, no? Yeah, we played together in Toronto. Oh, I can't wait to see uh, what, what Stage says about being a, a former teammate of Jay Rosehill. It's always fun to get that perspective from guys. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think about when I rolled a golf cart at one of the golf <laughs> tournaments, if he was there or not. It might have been. <laughs> Might have been Ponikarowski. I can't remember or Hagman or Let's something. Let's get Pony yeah. on, man. You got Pony's digits? Oh, uh, we should. Yeah, we should track them down. I tried Antro last year, Nick Antropov, but he works for the yeah. team, and nobody who works for the team comes on this podcast, unfortunately. So, understandably so. Even if they love you. But uh, Matt Staging coming up tomorrow. Thank you to everybody in the chat at the Leafs Nation 401, where you could subscribe on YouTube. Leafs want to take wherever you find your podcast. Thanks to producer Vic as well and uh, Jay Rozo. Playing under the weather today, man. Get some sleep and we'll talk tomorrow, okay? Okay, boys. See you tomorrow. There you have it. Jay Rosell. I'm Nick Alberga. Talk tomorrow, everybody, for a full recap of this one. Enjoy it. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.